you know what? Let's make sure we win the World Series this year. How about that? It's a Red Sox full throttle Friday. Swing and a miss. It's over. The Red Sox have swept the Colorado Rockies. The Red Sox are the world champions of baseball for 2007. On the Rich Keefe Show. And did he make the catch? He did. He got it. The Red Sox win. <laughs> Red Sox. I just went head over heels in my chair. Brought to you by McFarlane Energy, the E.L. Harvey Companies, and Aviva Trattoria. And the Boston Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century to win two World Series titles. Can you believe it? All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show. It is that time. Full Throttle Sox Talk, co-sponsored by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nossip Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients and uh red sox spring training begins this month and to help us break it down we turn to the harbor one hotline where rob bradford of the baseball isn't boring podcast joins us rob how are you uh, let me tell you rich let, let's just start here okay yes, it, it this, the only question about this season is will joe castiglione become more popular than tiger king on netflix that's all i want to know he's so, gonna be up there and there i also go. feel like for for you and some of the other uh, reporters that are going to be around the team. We just kind of like moving into camera spots and just kind of like you know, be, oh, oh, here I am having a conversation. And then next year you can go back, you can watch the entire documentary and try to. F- we can play find Rob Bradford throughout the whole Netflix thing. Well, there's going to be two certainties in life this season. Okay, number one, the 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 cameras will catch myself and Tristan Cassis strolling outside the ballpark shirtless, yes, together arm in arm, mm-hmm. because that has to be a, a whole segment. Uh, and secondly, and most importantly. I don't think the cameras will be able to take a turn around any corner without seeing a baseballs and boring t-shirt. <laughs> that is true. That's a great point. We're going to get a lot of those on the old Netflix. That's a good point. Yeah, this thing kind of came out of nowhere, at least to me, and I was I read I read just sort of like the first few sentences describing what it was, and I had to read it like 3 times. I was like, "Wait a minute." So it's this year, they're following the team all season, and then it's going to come out next year, but it's basically like hard knocks, but then they're going to have, you know, a, a, you know, time to put all the material together. It's, it is a cool idea, but it kind of really came out of nowhere. And I, I wonder, how do the players feel about this, first of all? Like, this is not something that they had a say in, and now all of a sudden you're well, going to have to have all these cameras around. According to them, they had a say in it. Uh, they, you know, they they did they did go to the players and make sure. I don't know what percentage of the players had to sign off on it. Hmm. So I like I think this is fascinating. This is the whole the whole topic, the whole conversation. Um, I think that the Red Sox, Adam Grossman, the C, uh, CMO of the Red Sox, he came on the podcast and he admitted to, yeah, of course we're nervous, and they should be nervous. Yeah, I think they should be nervous because. This isn't Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Hard Knocks is an NFL production. You know, this isn't behind the B, which is controlled. You know, Nest, the Bruins have final say. When, when, so they're, when they're ripping Tyler Sagan, they're like, we want to rip Tyler Sagan. Yes, so, that's true. You know, and, and, and MLB really hasn't really had this, anything done like this by Netflix. 
And for Netflix, it's either you're really good and you can lean into that and that can be the selling point. Or if it goes the other way, they're not, not going to lean in to the dysfunction yeah. and the drama. Yeah, for instance, so, so I think that this, is, this could be really, really good in a lot of ways. And the director, the guy who's directing this, did, he's done a few of them for Netflix. But one of them I randomly saw, which was the cheerleading one. And I can tell you this. A lot of people didn't come off too well in the cheerleading one. No, so, that's so, right. I, I remember. Yeah. He, I remember hearing some of the backlash. I didn't watch that series, but I remember hearing a lot about it. So that obviously it did its job. If people that weren't even watching it knew about it and like and knew some of the people that had to either issue apologies or like had to come out yeah. and say stuff. So like, yeah, that's a, that is a, that's pretty interesting. And you're right. It's gonna. It's not gonna be the good team. This isn't gonna be the team chasing a World Series. This is gonna be. A few interesting characters. I would imagine at some point some frustrated people. And, uh, yeah, it adds a whole other dynamic to the season. I, I think I think that, you know, so the players sign off and we get the press release. And in the press release, you know, you have Sam Kennedy, you have Alex Cora, you have Craig Breslow. And for players, you have Nick Pavetta, uh, Rob, Trevor Story, and Rob Refsnyder. That's where we're at now. So <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. yeah, but I think for a guy like Rob Resnider can be really good. For a guy like Tristan Cassidy can be really good because, you know, people care about these guys and those are good guys and they're interesting guys and people are going to find them more interesting. But we had, I had Ryan Brazier on today and I asked him, I said, you know, who is, who is the guy going to be running away from the cameras? He's like, Chris Martin. Hmm. Like Chris Martin is going to be like, and, and there's going to be those guys. And I think that a guy like Nick Pavetta likes it right now. But is he going to like it in the middle of the season? I think for Rich, I think that with baseball players, uh, 10 years ago, I don't think this would have happened. I don't think Pedroia and these guys are signing off on this. No. I just don't. No. But I do think that the dynamic of today's baseball player is that they want to be where the cool kids are at. You know, whether it's Instagram or whatever it is. And they feel like, oh, they see the golf one, they see the tennis one, they see the race racing, car, uh, racing one. So they want to be where the cool kids are at. And Netflix is where the cool kids are at. Mm-hmm. But what they're not seeing is that, holy mackerel, this isn't going to be hard knocks where they're rolling it out and you're going to see it in real time. This is going to be taking it at the end of the year, editing it up, finding the most drama that they can, and then dropping in 2025. And I don't think the players – Fully understanding this isn't going to be the grit, gut, and guile of long road trips and, oh, my goodness, we have a new appreciation for these guys. No, no it's different. It's going to lead into the yeah. drama one way or the other. And then it's going to be, yeah, the timing of it is strange because there's going to be moments that some of the players maybe even forgot about. And then there's going to be guys that are no longer on the Red Sox next year when the thing is out and people either like or dislike them, but they're not even here anymore. And it's going to be kind of strange. I also, like, thinking of Nick Pavetta, like, if they had a camera crew inside the clubhouse when Cora told him he was going to the bullpen, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would have been pretty good. Like So, yeah. This, yeah, this thing's pretty interesting. I also wonder, you know, if they were if they were one of the, you know, four or five World Series favorites, I wonder if some even fans would be like, do they really need this distraction in there? Like, they, like just focus on the on the game. But because they're not, I feel like it's kind of like, all right, why not? Why not throw it in there? Why not give us a little separate, you know, uh, form of entertainment? I guess. Right? You have to also understand this is this is legit like two or three years in the making. So you have to factor that in. Yeah. Is that you, and, and 
Um, I don't. I, I don't think that one like they, they they're having their off season or their their money spending formed by the Netflix thing. They look at this as this is the a, a pure marketing thing. It is a it is a risk. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I think they've they've reached the point now. There's two things. They reached a point now where why not? You know they they don't have the power. They, yeah. they they don't have they don't have the power that they did before in terms of the the fandom, and and also understand like John Henry and Tom Warner. I think when they do this, they're like, yeah, of course we want to be the center of tension. We're the Boston Red Sox. We want to be the center of tension. This is this is cutting edge, and we want all. It's the same reason why you know they want to play games in France or Japan or mm-hmm. whatever it is. They want to separate themselves that way. They've always been that way. But the difference is, is that the, what they're put, putting out there is, is is very, very different from any time when they were doing the yeah. book Feeding the Monster or going to <laughs> Japan in 2008. Is this, uh, I don't know if it was in one of the press releases and I missed it, but if they said how many episodes it's going to be, because I can only imagine how many hundreds and thousands of hours of stuff they're going to have. I don't think they said, but the the other ones are I think have been about eight eight episodes. So that's I'm crazy. gonna I'm gonna go with that. I think it's that's sort of where these these golf ones have yep. have landed. All so right. uh, yeah, you can't do more. I mean, you can't do more than that, right? No, I mean, you it's can't. Like, but I'm just saying, like, oh man, there's gonna be so much stuff that they have to leave out. Like, it should they they should be eight great episodes just based on how much stuff they're gonna have filmed. Well, and, and we can agree. And this is another thing I was talking with Brazier about. We can agree who the winner is going to be. Tristan Cassis 100%. is going to be the winner, that right? That was the ob- obvious right? one. Yeah, obvious one. Yeah. yeah. And Brazier said that he said if Verdugo was here, he would be like he would become a star. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I kind of bit my tongue. I'm like it depends how where the cameras go, you know. So, <laughs> but it's it's you know it's I think that you know there are there are guys who are going to absolutely benefit from this. But at the same time, again, Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta is, you know, he's the player rep. That's why he's quoted in all this. He's the player rep. Mm-hmm. But to your point, if you have another moment like you did where the guy gets moved to the bullpen, all of a sudden he's going to be saying, why did I give that go-ahead for the Netflix thing? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't think that these guys fully understand that this is not a Red Sox production. This is not an MLB production. This is a Netflix production. Yeah, no, that part of it is is wild for sure. Uh, Jordan Montgomery remains a free agent. We've been talking about him mm. off and on for several months now. What do you think? Is, the Rangers and the Red Sox are both just waiting for him to get desperate, or what, what do you think is going on there? So I had heard uh, a few days ago that the Rangers hadn't been really in contact or, or pursuing him much at all. Uh, for a while now, um, and the reason is is number one they you know they have some financial stuff for the TV contracts they sort of settled that but it doesn't seem like it's that much of a windfall. Um, number two is that the asking price from what I understand now this was a while ago so I'm sure it'll change, but you're talking about no doubt about it seven to eight years, two hundred million dollar number one starter type of money, and I think that. The Rangers, among other teams, say, yeah, he's a great pitcher to have, but he's a number three. Like, he's a number three. Now, the Red Sox, it's a little bit different because we've talked about this before. Perception, innings eater, you know, you got to get someone. But 
if anyone's wondering why the Red Sox haven't signed Jordan Montgomery, I think I just answered it. Because you shouldn't pay seven or eight years at $200 million for Jordan Montgomery. Like, you should play this like J.D. Martinez, yeah. you know, if you have the opportunity to. Well, it's funny. The last three headlines, I would say, for the Red Sox were Theo Epstein back, uh, Netflix series, and then <laughs> Michael Fulmer, who's out for the season, but they signed him anyway. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, former rookie of the year. Yeah, oh, rookie yeah. Make sure you year. put that in there. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and like you said, it's it's amazing. It's amazing we've landed here. What what has pitches and catches? I know I go soon. a week from today. Yeah, soon. But pitches and catches like Monday or Tuesday. I know the Dodgers started today, and wow. other teams do. It's crazy. It's it's but but as I said before, that there's a there's still like a ton of free agents there. So you can't just ultimately say, oh, absolutely, they've blown it because everyone's gone. No. That's not the case. Guys are still there. Yeah, no, that that is weird because you would think like, was Blake Snell still out there too, right? Like you'd want to get into a yeah. camp at some point. You yeah. would you would think. It, it it and you look at you look at San Diego like a lot of buzz today about San Diego not having any outfielders not named Fernando Tatis Jr. and and them being interested in Jaron Duran and and that that's where we're at with some of these teams like your roster right now and the Red Sox being one of them. It's like it's it can't be complete. It just can't be no, complete. Can't be. So, but that that's unheard of. Like it, when we're talking about pitchers, Kenley Jansen. Like, like, are you you're gonna get only a couple more days until you have the opportunity to trade Kenley Jansen without him wearing a Red Sox uniform for the 2024 season? That's is he nuts. is he getting traded? You think? I have to. The, I, I, there's too much smoke around it. Yeah. And, you know, you have a guy in a one-year deal. You have them going on record saying devaluing sort of the closer. I personally wouldn't trade him. Uh, I I am a big like you know if you have the certainty guy like him and Chris Martin, you go you ride with it. And if you're out of it, fine. You trade him at the deadline. That's fine. And I also believe I'm doing this selfishly. I'm going to be honest with you because he's one of the 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 personalities that I like to talk to yeah. in that clubhouse. But but he's also he's good. Like he's yeah, if you get a good deal for him, fine. But but I like the certainty. I like to have some sort of certainty, and he I think is a is a pretty good example of that. Closer by committee will be fun on Netflix. Oh, watch. just a different is guy. It, is, <laughs> it's like, I know where was where was where was Netflix with Chad Fox and Mike Timlin. Oh. And, and Brandon Lyon do it in two thousand three. Yeah, Lyon. Lyon was a stud that year. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a lot of opportunities. But speaking of 03, so then 04, that was the other Netflix part of it. We were also focused on this Hard Knocks-like thing. They also announced a 2004 documentary that they're going to do as well. And I love that team as everybody does. But I am curious, like, at this point, and this was even Fitzy's point earlier in the week when we uh, brought this up and we got this news, like, we've heard a lot about that season. We've heard a lot about that team. Now, you you were covering it way closer than I was, but – is there going to be new stuff here, or is this just going to be like, uh, oh, I remember, oh, I remember this, and like highlights? Because I, I like that too. But is there any like unknown tales from the '04 season at this point? Well, when I first saw that, 
I was like, I'm exhausted by the 2014. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not, to your point, it's like, how many things are you going to do on them? Mm-hmm. And the reason they're doing it, I understand. It's the, you know, you have the anniversary of them. Yeah. So, okay, we're doing the anniversary thing. Much like, uh, much like uh, Gresham Fourier with the 2000, uh, what was it? The 2003 Patriots. So it's, uh, it's, you have an anniversary, you do it, but I could, I could not be less excited about that part of the Netflix announcement. <laughs> I just, I've, I've heard enough. Yeah. Like I've, I've heard there's not going to be anything like the fact is that it came out. Pedro said to someone, and I apologize, not knowing what broadcast it was on that he tried to get traded to the Yankees three times. All right. That's, that's, my guess is that will be more interesting than anything I hear in this 2004 documentary. Yeah, no, that's probably true. All right, he's uh, Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. He'll be down in Florida. What, next week you said you're going down there? Yeah, Oof. yeah, a week, from, a week from today. Yeah, it'll be very, very exciting. I mean, yep. it's um, I'm bringing, once again, it's another, I'm bringing AM radio back with, uh, yes. I think I'm doing like 15 broadcasts. So, oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, come on down. Give me, give me a home run call. Well, Let's first go. game, I was it two weeks from today. They play Northeastern, I believe. Yeah, and I got soon. the game the next day in uh, Sarasota. The 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 uh, Baltimore Orioles, and you know, I'm taking I'm taking the Orioles in the over. So there you go. All right, very good, Rob Bradford. Well, I, actually, I, yeah. I I take that back. I can't I can't do that. I'm a broadcaster. I can't bet. I take that back. No, you so, yeah, there you, you go. Are you crazy? You can't be betting on this. What are you, Kayshawn Bowie? Spring training game. Doing that. No, no, no. All no. right, but, but yeah, so, I look forward to it, man. Thanks, thanks so much. And yeah. uh, and by the way. Stiz is dominated, so he's he's, oh, he's dominated. Thanks, Rafo, and I'll I'll make the bet for you, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I know nothing. I know nothing. No. Well, <laughs> no, right. Stiz, you're the producer now of Red Sox baseball. You oh, can't be getting caught geez. up in that. Good oh, oh. lord! All right, Bradford, enjoy <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, I'll see you. All right, later. Good stuff as always from uh, Rob Bradford at Bradfo on Twitter, and uh, again, the baseball isn't boring podcast. Uh, let's just because he wants to talk about. It, let's grab Mike and Ludlow here. Uh, wants to talk socks and Netflix. Mike, what do you have? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Yep. Um, do you think they're holding off on signing any big names because they know they're going to have cameras all up in the locker room in the clubhouse the whole time? Uh no, I don't. I, Mike, I honestly think it's just John Henry doesn't want to spend a lot of money on the team. I think it has more to do with that. Because if any, it sounds like they're going to shed more salary than they are add to it. So like they're going to trade Kenley Jansen away by all accounts than, than do anything else. I don't think like if they brought in a big, I, you would almost think it would go the other way, yeah, right? Like would you be would better. want to bring in big name guys. Be like, look at this Red Sox looking pretty great here for, for Netflix. Shohei Otani's first year with the Red Sox on would've Netflix. Been, now would have been amazing. Come on. And like, they knew about this deal way, way before we did clearly. Yeah. This has been in the works for at least a, a year. So yeah. they could have been super aggressive. They could have been over the top aggressive. And we would have been like, why are they doing this? And then it's like, oh, they're doing a thing with Netflix. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. Imagine what the, the narrative would be if that had happened. Because isn't Netflix has got to be paying them something, right? How do these, how do these shows work? I have no yeah, idea. I would imagine. But. I, you know. I mean, I don't think John Henry. I mean, we see how he is with his wallet. I don't know if he's. <laughs> although maybe. Maybe he thinks, like, the perception of this is going to help. That's, I think it is going to be must-watch. Like the Bradford's point about a lot of these other documentaries, even though like, there's some really good seasons of Hard Knocks, but all that stuff, the team was like, all right with you, them showing. Yeah. 
So, like, now with the Red Sox, like, if they're really true to it, they're like, we're just going to put the best stuff out here, and we don't care what it makes these guys look like. Oof. You could, I bet early they're going to be kind of, like, really reserved and, like, not saying anything. But and then, then by, like, the sixth, seventh. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. It's such a long season. Yeah. You can't help but lose your mind.